0: Hello and welcome back to Scarves Around the Funnel, the podcast dedicated to Heart and Lothian football club who are still a premiership club, just about, maybe not for much longer, who knows. I am Laurie Dunsire, joined by Mark Donaldson on a a Thursday evening again uh, after a week of multiple developments (laughs) in Scottish football.
1: Where do you want to start with this, Laurie?
0: Um, at the beginning, as best we can. I mean, yeah, I'm going to do it differently this week. I usually give a wee introduction about what we're going to cover, but we're just going to see where this goes because it's been such an incredible mess. And um, So last week we covered in some depth why we felt the SPFL resolution that was being put forward shouldn't even have been taking place. Uh, It was rushed, unnecessary, it was putting needless pressure on member clubs. Uh, Why were we doing it? It was clear money could be released without having to decide football matters. And as far as looking ahead to making sure next season started as normal, we didn't really see the point in it at this stage. Nobody knows when next season will take place. If next season will take place, will we have football again in 2020? We just don't know. Uh, The whole resolution felt forced upon the clubs with the SBFL basically just trying to rush it through. Um, despite our objections and our thoughts last week, Mark, I don't think either of us could have um, been prepared even with the SPFL at the helm for the debacle that ensued. Um, And it started really with the release of results before everyone had voted, which um, started a lot of alarm bells ringing for, for many people. And then the Dundee debacle, um, It was just unbelievable i I just couldn't believe how much of a mess they made of it and that really that whole i mean there's other things to get into now but the release of the results when there's one pivotal vote still to be cast just seemed mental. it just seemed like so blatantly trying to a knee firmly on the neck of whoever it was and, and force them to, to make a call or give them a ridiculous amount of power to and leverage. It just seemed I, I just couldn't get my head around it. It seemed
1: very SPFL. That's mm-hmm. what it seemed. Yes. Where's to start with this? Okay. Um Dundee, this might be uh not slightly controversial take. It's it's a take. It's not a hot take. I don't blame them. I do not blame them. And here's why. They are like a juvenile delinquent in that if you misbehave and you continue to misbehave and no one tells you off, you're going to keep doing what you're doing. You know it's wrong. You don't care. So Dundee playing the role of juvenile delinquent in that, you know what? Whether they're right or wrong, it's not their job. To stop them from doing what they're doing. If they're the juvenile delinquent, it's up to the law of the land, it's up to the rules officials, it's up Mm -hmm. to whoever. So the SPFL in this instance, the governing body of the members association, one of their members, you could argue was misbehaving, they would argue, well, wait a minute, were we really at all, regardless of what side of the fence you're on? The SPFL were the ones that could have stopped all that from happening. They were the ones that could have said, we screwed up. We shouldn't have done that. We shouldn't have released that statement when we did with the result of the votes. Let's have another vote or let's do something. They could have played judge and jury, but they chose not to. And it just, like an avalanche, grew bigger and bigger and bigger. And then eventually, all that snow ended up at the bottom, and look at the damage it's caused.
0: It's, it's I mean, uh, to be honest, for the 24, 48 hours after it, I, I was in the camp of finding it amusing on the whole, because to be honest, at that point, I I really did, and maybe it was probably naive of me, I thought this is going to have to get vetoed, and we're going to have to relook at this, because it, the whole thing had been tainted so much. Um, I mean, apart from anything, how did Dundee know their vote was the one that had not registered given they claimed <laughs> that uh, well, it was transpired that they did send their vote through it mysteriously did not arrive which is just it was laughable it, it was it was like a carry-on film it was it was just nonsense it was it was almost satire it was only an excuse it, it was just ridiculous the whole thing so i don't know maybe did you think i i really did feel that they would have to look at redoing the whole thing because it just seemed it just seemed farcical beyond belief.
1: It's when you hear the minutiae of of the reasonings and the excuses and whatever. Well, normally it's uh, it's the wee lassie in the the office that that does all the the emails and that Ken, uh, but she's obviously no here because because uh, of this virus and all that. So a laddie <laughs> who's a bit more uh, a bit more senior than uh, than her went into the office and, and Ken, uh, he had to do it himself, but he sent it as a PDF file. It was too big. So then it got, <laughs> it got stuck in the, the firewall of the SPFL and, and Ken, they, they didn't get it. So uh, I well, th- then we, we sent him another email and because it wasn't a PDF, it was just a normal email, Ken, that they they got, but then eventually they got an email for us with a PDF that eventually <laughs> got through their firewall but because that PDF had eventually gone through, we'd already uh, had a few phone calls saying, Ken, you're the team that hasn't uh, <laughs> that, that, that voted yet, so uh, can you change your vote? So we were like, well, Ken, what I'm going to do, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to vote. I'm just going to tell them that when you get the vote, when the PDF comes through the firewall, Ken, then I think what you should do is, is not take your vote because we want to see what we can get out of that. I
0: think that's what happened. A, an an excellent Dundonian impression. More
1: North Fife, I I think, but uh, I, I, there, there was a there was a, a lack of yahoo, sir. So hopefully <laughs> it was more South Tayside than so, North Fife.
0: So I mean, I, I guess I, I, I was in the the, uh, the 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 taking it as a, a an amusing thing that will have to be oh. rectified. But to be honest, it, it's gone beyond that for me now. I just. Obviously, reconstruction is now on the table, however, even with that possibility, and I said this this morning on Twitter, I'm very uncomfortable with all of this, the whole situation. Um, you know at a time when the world is facing a global pandemic, you know lives are literally at stake, clubs facing uncertain futures, our focus should have been solely on helping financially and ensuring no clubs were punished due to the unprecedented situation. But not only do we get a hurried attempt to penalise teams and relegate them before a season has been completed, but we get it forced through in basically a corrupt and underhand manner. Um, And the other clubs and fans, on the whole, have kind of sat back and accepted this. And in fact, many supporters seem to be enjoying it. And as long as it doesn't affect their club directly, they just seem to want to lap it up. Um, Which, to be honest, seems small-minded, short-sighted, consumed by self-interest bitterness and it has left me i have to say a little bit disillusioned i mean celtic who cry corruption and scandal at every possible corner from the the powers that be but when it's staring them in the face when it's out in plain sight it's it's all it's all amusing and a big joke because it's rangers who aren't happy about it um and i mean i can take the stick when it comes to football matters the winding up the trolling i'll do it myself at times but this isn't football. It's a situation which no club is at fault for. Even those referencing um, what happened when certain clubs had financial issues, when I talk, you know, talking about fans giving stick, and when they faced uncertain futures, you know, whether it was Hearts, Dundee, Rangers, as much as I found it distasteful to even see opposition fans rubbing their hands with glee at that, it, at least it could be attributed to some fault of the clubs themselves. You know, financial mismanagement, you can claim. But this is a virus. It's killing people and forcing society into hiding, effectively. and Fans are taking pleasure in seeing clubs punished You at happening. Um, and you know what? The fat Hearts have basically been put in charge of this reconstruction task force also stinks. It smells like a bribe or a sweetener to keep us happy. And to be honest, I-, I can't see reconstruction happening anyway, and we'll talk about that. Um, but to be honest, if you gave me the choice of playing out the season and going down at a later date, but at the same time the SPFL are taken to task over this, um, the, the whole sorry affair, and with change at the top and those at fault held accountable, I'd probably take that over it all being brushed under the carpet and reconstruction, a reconstruction backhander saving us. But ultimately, if it comes down to just reconstruction versus the status quo, of course I want to see the league change, not just out of fairness for the clubs facing relegation, including Hearts, but also because I think we need to shake things up anyway. But It all just feels, it just, disillusioned is what I feel, Mark. And I just don't know, could we get reconstruction? Could that happen and there still be an independent inquiry? I I just, the whole mess has left a very bad taste in in my mouth and many others, not just Hearts fans. And I have to say, I was a bit surprised and disappointed that many other fans seem to just be taking it as a chance to to rub other's noses in and that's not everyone i've had some celtic fans actually message me saying they're not happy with this either they want they don't want to win it this way and they don't think it's the way it should have been done but there are a lot of people who are seem to be accepting that corruption scandal um and uh, the whole debacle is fine as long as it doesn't affect their club
1: it's very hard to prove that and that that's the other thing and playing devil's advocate 81% of the 40-something clubs, I think still think there's one or two still to vote, 81% have voted for that. Now, were they coerced? Were they bullied into doing so, as, as is the claim? It, for me, it can be summed up thus. The upside-down nature of, of things is, is pretty pertinent because the SPFL, from the outside looking in, it's been a monumental cock-up. And had UEFA not... I've had this 23rd of April discussion when there's a suggestion that leagues might be called or null and void or or whatever. Had that UEFA meeting not been in the short term, would we even have had a vote? Was that vote called with 48 hours notice simply because of this UEFA discussion on the 23rd and a kind of, right, We'll call the three leagues below. And with regards to what Belgium did a few weeks ago, Um, we'll call the three leagues below. And then assuming UEFA say it's it's, it's okay to to call the leagues and you'll still get into Europe next season, then you've got the decision that's already been made. That's why I don't understand the timing of the events. With regards to the upside down nature of it, if you take away that date of the 23rd and you take away any decision that UEFA are going to make, if I'd said to you a few weeks ago, Celtic are going to be the ones that are crowing and Rangers are going to be the ones that are aggrieved. I would have thought it would have been the other way around because surely Celtic don't want an asterisk beside their name mm-hmm. and surely Rangers want them to have an asterisk beside their name. And I know Rangers put a resolution forward saying, and it's a resolution I, I said last week before that Ranger statement even came, even came out and I had a few people on um, to me to say, have you got a transcript of, of what you said last week and, and the rant um, the deal was that pay the teams what they are guaranteed that they're going to get. For example, Celtic, $2.4 million, um, because they're guaranteed to finish no lower than second. That would then release the funds, which some are claiming it could have been done anyway without any resolutions. But the whole thing just stinks. But if you'd said to me a few weeks ago, Celtic are the one that are celebrating and Rangers are the ones that are complaining, I would have thought it would have been the other way around with Rangers the ones who would be more than happy to allow Celtic to win a tainted title, Mm -hmm. as some of them are calling it, and Celtic wanting to win it on the pitch. That's at the top end of the league, Laurie. Let's talk about the bottom end.
0: Yes. Um, I mean, you're right, and it's it's interesting. I don't know if you listened to the Sports Sound Show on Saturday, about 90 minutes, which was... And it's incredible to hear. I mean, you're talking, I I suppose, the big hitters when it comes to the Scottish Football media in terms of Mike your Michael Stewart's Tom English all literally using that phrase it stinks on national radio calling it that and Michael Stewart made the good points that you've covered there as well saying it's a members organization why couldn't you change the rules and release money there's no way he couldn't and he actually I don't know if you he heard when he said he'd heard from at least half of the top flight clubs who'd suggested they felt Pushed, bullied, coerced, at least having their hand forced, as in they would vote for it, but they felt they were being given no option because there was no dialogue, no discussion about this. So, yes, they were voting for it because they need the money and they want to have a resolution, but they didn't, they felt like it's, well, what's the options? You vote for this or you get, or there's nothing else. This is the only choice. So, yeah, it's going to be, it'd be hard to prove it, but there seemed to be enough noise around that from people in the media and from certain clubs coming out and basically saying that that it was the case that it was rushed through and the sbfl had one one proposal that they had decided they need to put through and it was just then their task or that's what they saw it like their task to make sure it gets put through not uh here's our democracy here's an idea everyone give us your at your thoughts and vote on it here's an idea that you need to vote on there is no other way so Get it done. um So yeah, and it's the, the bottom of it is interesting because there's still this idea that oh, you're at the bottom of the league, you deserve to go down. But and again, I said this last week. There's maybe it might I've got slightly tinted glasses on with it, but I just don't understand that attitude at all. That you can punish a side and put them down a division and you know impact them you know very severely financially. When they're still in with a chance, and Hearts might be a not as good an example so I don't think it should matter. But Park Thistle, yep. I, I I feel I actually I feel for Park Thistle far more than I do for Hearts because not only are they much you know two points adrift rather than four, but they have game in hand. I mean, yes. it, I just can't get my head around people actually taking any pleasure in seeing that done to a club. And have you read Park Thistle's statement this yes. afternoon? actually really uh, uh, maybe too honorable and noble under the circumstances and a lot of their fans weren't happy if you've not if you're listening and you haven't read it um they basically say they're not going to fight this legally even though they feel they would be right to purely because they feel it would be hypocritical from their side um to say their argument originally was you shouldn't be doing any harm to sites and if they did that it would then potentially delay the release of money to clubs and that would then not be what they want to do.
1: Look, if I, sorry about in Laurie, if I can just make a point here and it's it's to do with society as well and and regarding that Partick Thistle statement, there's an element there of, of kind of how much would this cost to fight this legally through the courts? How long would it take? Now, we're all members of the Self-Preservation Society and they'd be totally within their rights if they believe that they have been hard done by that they could take it through the courts and there was a story in the newspapers that i think it's 11 or 10, 10 a.m on friday that clubs have um to to get any legal challenge in um against the uh, the spfl but i just think with with partick and you could argue with rangers to an extent as well um if they are to go down the road of legal action it's costly it's it's costly and for partick thistle because of um, the lottery winner who's sadly since passed and he's left them cash to help them go forward. They're debt free. That's, that's something that I don't think it's a road that you want to go down. Um, Have they been coerced? It's difficult. What, what I will say is I think hearts will be playing in the top flight next season. And I think Partick thistle will be playing in the league below. So, Ultimately, I don't think either team will, in quotation marks, get relegated because I know there's only six weeks pretty much to try and push this through. And so, this is the next part of the conversation. There's so many kind of issues regarding to an 11 to one vote from the top flight plus 75 percent of the rest of the 30 clubs in the league to vote for it. Um, there's going to be teams that are like, well, wait a minute, here. Are we going to get less of this pie, this financial um, TV money, the prize money, if we vote this through? Because you've got a top league of 12 right now. If that becomes a top flight of 14, are the top 12 getting less money? So there's a there's a lot to be said for this, and I don't think everything will come out in the wash uh, for a for a long time yet. Um, an independent inquiry. Uh, inquiry is required. Will it happen? I'm sure you'll get an internal inquiry and it'll be brushed under the carpet. And I, I, I don't know what's going on with that long term. But I just, I think there've, there've probably been enough sweeteners handed out because statements before and after the event, a heart statement potentially threatening legal action and then no mention of legal action in the statement today, Thursday, is... What's going on? And you said something earlier about something doesn't sit right with regards to that. A task force? Is it a fait accompli that we're going to get reconstruction? And if it is temporary reconstruction, as I put out on Twitter earlier, if it's only a temporary measure for reconstruction, is it then hamstrung by the 11-1 and 75% vote if it's only a temporary measure. We've seen it before, Laurie, over the past few days. They make things up as they go along. So what's the chance of them finding a subsection to paragraph doesn't exist that says, oh, we can do this as long as it's only temporary?
0: I thought we'd get to get some feedback. So um, we've got some tweets about this um, in terms of what's been taking place, the whole back all the whole resolution and the potential for reconstruction. Um, always a jambo says, whole thing has been a shambles. Reconstruction won't happen, so Hearts should prepare a squad to win the championship next season. Ideal league would be 16 teams playing each other home and away, at 30 games in total. Early league cup into mini leagues and then kick off for missing games. So, a couple of things. I mean, always a jambo saying, it won't happen, and to be honest, there'll be other there's other, the other there's others who say this, and we spoke about it off air as well. Under normal circumstances, I, I just can't see it happening because of that eleven to one vote. Why would why, why would it get voted through? But then at the same time, why would why why would this even be taking place? why would they have this as you mentioned task force in place why why are hearts accepting this as an option has something else been discussed and i don't have i don't have the answer i mean i'm i'm obviously hypothetically talking there must be something mark surely there has to be something more than just okay it's a normal reconstruction same rules apply go and give us a proposal because surely otherwise all we're doing is saying okay we'll accept this and we won't challenge this resolution which relegates us and then in six weeks' time, we'll put this forward and it'll get vetoed because, it, because it'll because it be treated as normal.
1: Well, that's the thing. And, and what could you do in those six weeks if you knew fine well that you were going down? And I say six weeks, it, it's from next Thursday because that's when the decision will be taken by UEFA. And then the SPFL vote would then call it, if that was the case, that Celtic would be champions and Hearts would finish bottom. Um, so nothing's going to be done in the next week. It's going to be a task force that's going to take a while. We've we've tried for years to get potential reconstruction, and it hasn't been possible. So the bottom line is here, as always a jambo says, he he or she doesn't think um, that reconstruction is going to happen. What am I basing my thought process on that I think it will? Nothing. But just as you say, there's too much going on here for for something not to have, to have happened or... Or will happen. And what it means as well going forward, Daniel Stendel, if we do go down, is he our manager? If he's not our manager, then he should be looking right now for a new job. Yeah. Does he want to stay? We don't know. But if we're not a premiership club, there is a break in his contract, a clause that stipulates that he can leave the, the two parties can can agree to, to go their separate ways. So is does he have to wait? Hopefully he stays, right? But if he goes, do we have to assume and does he have to wait until the results of this task force? And that would only be a kind of, okay, here's what we've come up with. We now need it to go to a vote. That would take another while or given the way the SBFL does things, then, then who knows? So we've got a manager right now who is he or is he not going to be in charge next season and does it or does it not depend what division we're in.
0: No, it, 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 it's it's a fair point. There's a lot of factors to, to think about. Um And the other thing that always a jambo said, his ideal league would be 16 teams. I just, uh, I don't think that can work, will it? I just don't see how 16 could work. Well, so he,
1: here, here's the deal with Sky. Okay, Sky have signed a five-year contract that stipulates wherever possible, i.e., as long as Rangers and Celtic are both in the top six, and this is before the, the, the thought of league reconstruction even reared its head because it was still going to be the 12-team top league with a top six split and the bottom six fighting against the drop. So for the next five years, Sky's deal stipulates they must have four games unless Rangers or Celtic don't finish in the top six, which is highly unlikely. Therefore, they would only get three. So to get those four with a 16-team league is practically impossible because are you going to say, well, you only get once against an opponent at home and then you split or away? What I think they're talking about, and I I think the the leader in the clubhouse right now, the front runner, would be a a 14-team top flight with three leagues of 10 below them. And and I want to get to Dundee in a second as well after I've explained this and why I think that they have changed their vote, even although League Reconstruction is unlikely to get them into the top flight right now. But if it is a top flight of 14, it would look like it would be a top six and a bottom eight. So the top six, bearing in mind we're splitting after two rounds of fixtures and not three, the top six would then play 36 games and the bottom eight would play 40 games. So they're getting an extra four games, two home, two away, in the bottom eight, which would kind of placate them from saying, oh, we're losing money. Um, the top six are playing two less games, but you could argue that when the prize money is negotiated and put forward, that there's that's taken into account, so they'll not be financially stricken. With regards to Dundee, so that would keep hearts up. Dundee United are already promoted, and it would bring up Inverness, Caledonia Thistle. Dundee yeah. United and Cali would be your additional two
0: teams. And then you'd have the two from, so, yeah, so it would be, it would work in tandem. So no one would go down and it would then yes. have two gaps that the two, yeah. one Lowland and one Highland League club could come up. So in theory, everyone who was in a promotion place, so to speak, would go up and no one would have to go down. That's sorry, the key And then continue, yeah, sorry.
1: No, 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 and you're spot on. So the key thing, that I'm thinking about this, about Dundee, and people are saying, well, why would they vote no and then vote yes? And Look, I'm not absolving them of, of any of the blame, like I said at the start. I thought the SPFL were the ones that should have clamped, uh, clamped down on it. I think their statements, the timing of them, the way they've handled it has been embarrassing as well. But that could easily be nipped in the bud by the league management by those in charge of the league, as if to say, "Yeah, come on. But there's the the, there's, the leadership is rudderless right now. So why would Dundee, in effect, <laughs> forgetting all the obvious suggestions that we've seen on social media or whatever that are all unsubstantiated, but there's various things going around. But for, from a legal perspective, we can't exactly tarnish someone with a brush that you could end up in court with. They would find themselves in a situation whereby you'd have no hearts coming down, Dundee United have gone up. Inverness have gone up. So they would be, you would imagine, strong Mm favourites. And even if three come down, they would be strong favourites to go up this season, i.e. the new season when it's going to take place. Maybe that is why they changed their vote. Or maybe it was because they had phone calls from (laughs) various other big hitters and promising them X, Y, and Z. But for someone to suggest they're getting a glamour, friendly against an SPFL Premiership side and that made them change their vote. I smell shite.
0: Interesting to use the word glamour attached to <laughs> to that. <laughs> um, We've got
1: someone coming to Dens Park and it's going to be a <laughs> Sky you're going to make 5 million pesos.
0: <laughs> Although I did hear that uh, and this is this is this is the kind of thing that's really irritating me, the, this attitude um, Apparently the air chairman someone mentioned to me is completely opposed to any reconstruction that would see um, two clubs go up from the championship. He, think, he doesn't want to see that happen. He thinks it would be unfair. And it, it got me thinking. I was like, okay, well, as it stands, you'd be in the championship. And if this happened, you'd be in the championship. Only clubs wouldn't be unfairly penalised and you'd have a better chance of going up next season. So why? That's just bareness. I mean, that's just... anyway. That was the sidebar. Um, Amaruso lets it run, messaged uh, his approach was saying this is the wrong approach in reference to Hearts and the um, getting involved in the reconstruction. He says, we need to be pragmatic, realise the support for reconstruction is not there and start to plan for life in the championship due to possible managerial changes and expected huge player turnover, which is exactly what you're talking about. Um, it's interesting as well the the whole reconstruction i don't know if you remember this i don't know if you saw i tweeted this earlier i was trying to remember why have we still got this 11 to 1 was this not due to change and i honestly couldn't remember why it hadn't i was like was this not set to change did it not change so, and, so and is, looked, is, bloody aberdeen is,
1: yeah is is this not the 11 To change the 11-to-1 required an 11-to-1 to to change the 11-to-1.
0: Yeah, and the only chance we got was when Rangers weren't in the league, because obviously the old firm always vote these things down. And Aberdeen went with Celtic. And Aberdeen went with Celtic, and it could have been a 93. I think it was basically, it's not 11-to-1 on everything, but it's 11-to-1 on major changes such as reconstruction, and it was to change it to 93, which is much better i mean 11 to 1 is a ridiculous um a ridiculous requirement and i couldn't believe it i was i got annoyed about it all over again remembering <laughs> remembering being annoyed about it initially and forgetting about it because it was like eight years ago or something oh geez anyway let's see what other people um jam jam tarsian jam tarsian I, I don't know how I, i'm meant to say that one but anyway they say I think we should refuse to play in the Premiership next year after the latest debacle. Let's insist we are relegated and come back on our own terms rather than stay up on the SPFLs. The honour of the club and respect of its history should be above everything else. I I get some of the notion, but I think I don't think we could not stay up if 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 it was on the table. But as I mentioned earlier, even if that happens, if everything gets brushed under the carpet, I'm still going to feel. A little bit uncomfortable about this whole situation if if this is the how, how it goes oh look guys you know we we really fucked up we, we it was it was out in plain sight our dodgy dealings it was clear for everyone to see how badly we we ran this but if we give you what you want if we give you this will you kind of forget about it I, I, that to me still isn't right
1: governing bodies in scottish football
0: the spfl and the
1: sfa the sfa is an organization whereby it's next man up okay and it's horrific it's 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 blazerati it has been ever since well going back as long as you want i mean the stories of of the 1986 world cup that um that stevie nichols told me firsthand about the blazers up the front and the players at the back of the plane and the champagne flowing up the front and the the players not getting to check in first that they had to wait for for the president and the chief exec and and all that it's not really changed i don't trust them it's a jobs for the boys the whole ian maxwell appointment um that was another thing that that stunk to high heaven stunk stank or stinked it's not stinked so is it stunk or stank whatever it is it didn't smell nice (laughs) whatsoever so there's a lack of trust among the paying punters, and that's the crucial thing here, because Scottish football wouldn't be Scottish football without football fans. And that that, um, that doesn't sound, or well, it, it might sound um, patronising or anything like that, but it's not, and here's why it's not. Scottish football relies on fans through the gate more than any other so-called top-ish league in European football. England doesn't rely anywhere near as much because of the money they can get from TV deals, from revenue, from sponsorship deals. Scottish football, 43% of the revenue in Scottish football comes from fans through the gates. That's more than any other league in Europe. So it's important. So don't take the piss out the paying public, whether it's the SFA and their jobs for the boys, their Blazerati, or the SPFL, who couldn't be trusted to hold uh, a, a piss up in a brewery they're as useful as a waterproof tea bag, an inflatable dartboard, and tartan paint. They're a joke. Of an Ch- Chocolate fireguard. Chocolate fireguard. Keep going. That's your homework for next week. Any more of them? But that, that, there's just no faith. And I've been on Talk Spore and various other media people and broadcasters have spoken about it as well. Ali McCoist came out on Talksport and ridiculed them. It's a laughing stock. And and for them to to be thought about in a better light elsewhere. And also here, there has to be massive change. There can't be so-called one club chairman being so powerful, being Teflon, if that is indeed the case. And for Rangers to come out with this statement and saying they demand the the, uh, suspension of Neil Doncaster, um, who's just a puppet, as as one of the guys on Radio Scotland Sportsline said on Saturday, we're just pissed off. At him telling us what we can't do—it's never what we can do. He always tells us what we can't do, and it's not possible.
0: And earns just shy of four hundred thousand pounds a year, year.
1: up from two hundred grand just a, two or three years ago. So <laughs> we, we need to change things, and the the, the power shift is just—it's not possible. So for Rangers to come out and and demand the suspension of of Doncaster and the lawyer. That's a fight they're going to need help with. They're going to have to come up with evidence. Sorry, putting a statement out. You've got to yeah. back that up with some evidence. And then I'm saying, well, we're not going to give you the evidence until we know there's going to be an independent inquiry. Is that horse before cart or cart before horse? But if they are serious about going for it, we're going back to the legalese and the legal issues as well that we spoke about, the costliness of that, the time that that would take as well. The whole thing stinks. And it, until there's a change... In Scottish football, in the SFA, and it's no coincidence that the Scottish football team has been utter shite because the leadership um, at Park Gardens, as it used to be, or now at Hampden, just isn't there, and in SPFL as well. It's just a mess. We need to be seen not as a laughing stock, but as something that has a chance of succeeding going forward. And right now, with the current structure in place, It's an absolute mess, and it does not smell good.
0: I I think I can smell shite. (laughs) Yes, I can definitely smell shite. Alan Scrim 89 says, should we take legal action? Probably not, considering what we're fighting against. League reconstruction won't pass as not enough clubs will support it. We should take our medicine and get back to running the club rather than fighting against the establishment. Uh, Craig Hutchison says, an injustice. I think that it's forlorn hope to think Teams will move forward with reconstruction. The whole episode has created division and sampling Twitter. It seems similar to when Rangers died. The Sharks are smelling blood and want Hearts down. Clubs listen to fans. Then, um, Cheese Meister says, "I think Hearts have to keep fighting for league reconstruction. But if it doesn't happen, we'll just have to take on the chin and assemble a squad that can win the championship at the first time of asking. Wholesale squad changes required." And Ian McLeod says, I'd rather take on the chin now than be party to anything that the SPFL are trying to fob us off with. Reconstruction chat purely designed as a bone to disaffected clubs uh, do that so that the incompetence can continue as normal. Call it out. I, I just wonder what, what do you think, right, if if we get that scenario, which people, what's what people think, Mark? So if we get in five, six weeks, whenever the proposal goes through and it gets vetoed whatever however the vote goes or however it works it it gets it gets vetoed so not we're not having it reconstruction there. what do we do then i mean is that just oh well we've missed our chance to to really to, to i guess fight the initial resolution we just then have to accept it is that is that it <laughs>
1: uh-huh um Someone once said after a, a a misdemeanor or an indiscretion that they knew that it was going to be on the back page of the newspaper. Yeah, just they were hopeful. They were told, look, in a few days time, that newspaper will be fish and chip paper and it'll be not forgotten about, but it'll, it'll go away and it won't be as prominent. Six weeks takes us approximately to the start of June. Will everything that's gone on kind of just go away? Will it become fish and chip paper? um if, as you say, it doesn't go our way now I, I'm not basing that I think there'll be reconstruction. I'm not basing that on anything. It would be my preference right now because I think it would be the fairest way, and that hearts wouldn't be punished. part it wouldn't be punished, and strunrar wouldn't be punished. Breakin's another matter, but it helps when you've got someone on the spfl l, <laughs> but that's another story so. Come the first of June, if that's around the time, and bearing in mind they've already said that there's gonna be no football until June the tenth. That that's just nonsense. Anyway, I'm I'm still I'm still amazed if there's fans in football stadiums or stadia before the end of the year. There's too much to go through um both legally uh through kind of various processes. Right now, you're not going to get big gatherings. And they've said in Los Angeles, there'll be no concerts. There'll be no sporting events with five-figure crowds until 2021 at the earliest. I think that'll be a a similar thing that happens in in Britain as well. The one thing I I think was interesting was Andrew Cuomo on CNN last night. He's the governor of New York. Um, And he included himself in this. He said, the one thing that's happened so far and the one thing we can be certain about is everyone's going to get things wrong most of the time. We're all saying, oh, we'll put a timescale on this. This might happen. No one's got a clue. That's the bottom line here. No one has got a clue what's going to happen. We don't know when another ball is going to be kicked in Scottish football. So if we do get to the scenario on the 1st of June, we're probably not any further forward than we are right now as far as when top flight sport is is going to reconvene and, and restart, regardless if there's There's fans there or or not. But is the 1st of June enough time, if Hearts are relegated and are going to be playing in the championship, to put plans in place over the six or so weeks from them to try and get new players in, to find a new manager if required, to get rid of staff members whose contracts are due to expire at the end of May, Mr. Levine, certainly being one of them, Because right now, reconstruction or no reconstruction, there's a big difference between the staffing levels you can carry as a premiership football club and the staffing levels in the squad that you have when you're playing in the lower leagues, the championship being a lower league. So it's the confusion right now. There's so many more questions than answers at the present moment. The one thing that's constant is that no one knows what's going to happen down the road even although there's a lot of bullshitters will tell you they know exactly what's going to happen. They don't.
0: And I mean, if, and obviously we don't, but with the, the World Cup, is what, November 20? 2022. 2022? Two and a half years away. I mean, is there, Do you would there even be a possibility clubs might look at rearranging the the following, the preceding two seasons? I said that would, two weeks ago. I said that
1: two weeks ago about the calendar year being a season, January through November, because you've got the Euros next year. And what you're doing with that, you're setting it up as a guinea pig 2021 for 2022. But then when people are saying, oh, when are we going to get back to normal? That's another thing. The normal that we knew, gone. Life, sport, gone. There will be a new normal. It'll look totally different. Mm What will it look like? No one knows. No one knows. You're talking about, oh, wait a minute here. Hearts have got a stadium with 20,000 people, but we have to have every second seat not in use because of social distancing. Well, wait a minute here. What about the people behind? Someone sneezes. Oh, well, you can't. So it's every second row and every second seat. Okay, hold on here. You're taking away a lot of seats then, and you've got 15, 14,000, 15,000 season tickets. What's going to happen then? Again, it's another question into yeah. the mix that doesn't have an answer.
0: But what I was gonna say is I mean, if if for instance, okay, things get delayed, football's not gonna come back till start of twenty twenty one and leagues then other leagues decide, look, okay, what we'll do is we'll end this season at that point and we're gonna basically re we're gonna rejig the calendar. What if we've then decided oh we've already relegated everyone and decided the end of that season, what we're gonna do now? if if the rest of european football for instance decide well we're we're going to restart because there was no point in making a decision earlier mm. i just this is what i can't get my head around is we're basing this all on starting a season in august or september which i think most people don't really believe is going to happen anyway uh-huh. um, and then at that point what if other leagues start to think of just okay we'll factor in the end of the season that didn't get finished and then just change the calendar for the ones coming up after it
1: I don't agree that there should be unanimity. Of UEFA make a decision and say right, blah blah blah. Uh, uniformity, everyone's going to be done by this date or, or whatever. I don't think that's I don't think that's doable. Remember, there are leagues out there that that Russia's is one of them. They don't play yeah. through the winter.
0: No, no. Um, I mean, what I mean is.
1: Oh no, no, I'm not having. The, a, no, the, I'm not, the, not having a go. every you. every individual league must make their own individual decisions. It's like over here um, with the quote, president of the United States, claiming to have total power. And suddenly we have King in charge and not a president. And the governor has quite rightly said, you know what? Uh, Look, we are the ones that decide if we're opening the states up, our own individual states up or not. That's the way it should be across Europe in that each individual country should be responsible for doing what is best for their own individual league. Do you know what the big problem with that is, Laurie? Guess who would then have to make the decision about Scottish football? Scottish football hierarchy. Jesus H. Christ.
0: Indeed. Um, I was more meaning how, I guess, everyone will feel about the approach if all these other leagues are continuing where they left off five, six months down the line to get things sorted on the park rather than in a boardroom. And we've already made all these calls. The... uh, I just the ill feeling and the injustice might even just spill over to even bigger levels um, <laughs> here's, here's one for you before okay. you go on. If, and it could be a homework question or not
1: if you were only allowed one question and you were guaranteed to get an answer to that question <laughs> what question and it's to do with this SPFL shambles what question would you ask my question would simply be why did we need to have a vote when we had a vote and it was organised with such a short proximity of wanting a response? Why? What would your question be if you had one question and it would clear that question up for you because you would get total transparency with the answer? What would be your question and
0: to who? I'm not sure. That's a, that's a good question you're pointing at there as well because I, I noticed... Who, who's it was it maybe michael stewart pointed out as well why are all these clubs saying they need an answer to end of the season when we're in april when they wouldn't have had an answer to placings and relegations and promotions and winners for another month potentially anyway which which was a fair point oh we, we need to know now we 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 have to know in april because we would normally not know uh-huh. so sure. no that's a good point um <clears throat> i'd have to think about it um
1: is there, is there one thing above any other thing that I mean? You've already said that a few things don't smell very good. Understandably so that that they don't.
0: The whole the money thing annoyed me. The whole and it's your point is kind of your question. I guess is covering it slightly. Why couldn't funds be released without deciding on the league? Give me a good reason in a in a members organization when we're voting on things and we can change things. Why couldn't that? be put through i i i couldn't get my head around because that was their big argument i know the tv deal was there but that wasn't the one that was at the forefront of this argument this is the one that was in the public was what's the only way there's no way you can get the money otherwise and a few people came back to me on twitter and said i don't know what your problem is this is literally the only way they told us this i'm like they said that but it doesn't make any sense why you couldn't put the vote out there as in we need to release indices and money based on minimum position, um, put that as the vote, because you wouldn't have got a single club opposing that.
1: It would have well, been easier. was that was a bargaining tool, wasn't it? The only thing that they had up their sleeves that they could use from a position of power is the golden key that unlocked the golden box that contained the golden pound coins, which would then be thrust in the direction of, of needy clubs yeah, it's claimed since then that, that didn't need a resolution from Rangers um, because you could get, whether it's a loan or, or, or whatever, um, yeah, there's just the, – it's left such a bad taste in the mouth. And I know, I know we spoke about six six weeks down the line, and, and I gave you the analogy of the fish and chip paper as well. I just – Something you said earlier about eight years ago, and has reopened old wounds about why Aberdeen did that and you were angry at the time. And it, it kind of, with time, the anger dissipated. And now you're angry again at what they did. Um, th- this, should be, this should be something that isn't allowed to be swept under the carpet. But it's like the turkeys in my backyard on the 20-somethingth of November. They're not going to vote for Thanksgiving.
0: No. No, no, it's, it's it's a fair point. I, I mean, it's just the, the feeling it's left, and Sandy Dowie tweeted us saying that the corrupt clubs will ensure that reconstruction doesn't happen. We should be putting out a statement that we don't require any tickets for away grounds with the exception of Inverness. And I've seen a few people mention this. If we do end up in the championship championship after this, that boycott grounds. And it Come does, on, Laurie, really? it, it, it does sound very Rangers 2012. I know that. Thank but
1: you. And look what happened. Sold out away away ends or if one person doesn't buy a ticket then someone someone else will that that's just finding and using a platform and and it's a dear points of view for those of you of a certain vintage that remember points of view that used to take place just before the nine o'clock news now we have social media to to be our points of view but this this boycott nonsense as well what are you doing by boycotting I mean, ultimately, you're harming your own football club. Oh, well, I'm not giving them money, and and we can't even be doing that. And what I saw a Ranger was actually a post on a Celtic fans website taking the piss out of Rangers fans, suggesting that if we don't go to any away games. We just all congregate at Ibrox and watch it on big screens because we didn't want to give any of them money because they didn't like us and all that. It's just it's nonsense. And and I'm my global tour of Scotland with various dialects is they're not very good. So. Um, that was my attempt at a West Coast dialect and a Rangers. It's it's just a mess. It's a mess. And this boycott thing, I don't I don't get that. Do you really think Hearts? <laughs> maybe wait. You know when you're halfway through a question and and you think, uh okay, hold on here. I was going to say, do you really think Hearts players would play worse because they don't have fans in the away end at an away game? Well, given the Last away game we played was St. Mirren. Maybe we would have been better with I all get, away fans in attendance. I, I
0: have on. to, I have to say, I know, I, I understand the feeling. To be honest, I mean, the, the fact that you know, all these these clubs voting for 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 self interest as such, and voting to, I guess, penalise clubs when it's a matter that's done off the pitch. Yeah, I mean, I think the main, the main issues with the SPFL kind of forcing hands, but there hasn't been much solidarity. There's not been much. There's not been much in the way of support when you would have hoped for. It. I mean, especially with the likes of Park Thistle it's all been about saving yourselves. And I can understand. I mean, the, the, I saw a lot of people saying, "Not going to go away games. I'll put the money into the Foundation of Hearts each time. Hearts get more money out of it, and it's I guess making a point. I don't think it'll happen. But no, no, I get, and I, I, get, I, I understand I, the feeling, though. Why they're like I, well, I understand
1: the feeling as well. I just I don't I don't particularly a boycott. I don't like. I mean. Do you really think after all the months when you're eventually allowed back in to a football stadium and your first game is away from home, you've not had football, you've not been to the football for so long, do you really think you're gonna say Nah, I'm not gonna to go today because that's that's what they did? Come on. No, I, mean, I don't I as I say, I, I don't think it. it'll happen
0: because apart from anything, I, I know a lot of people who would much prefer just to go to the away games and not go to Town Castle because <laughs> the away day is a day out and you, you can make a you can make it a bit more fun maybe sometimes but um, I'll finish with one with the happy camper says um, sounds like a right effing drama queen here uh, but right now I'm wondering if I'll ever feel the same about hearts and Scottish football the whole thing stinks and it's a straw that broke the camel's back for me season ticket holder for 30 years foundation of hearts is day one genuinely think I'm done with it mm. and and it's—I mean—it's one of these where, like you're saying in the the cold light of day, when all this hopefully is behind us at some point, that people will maybe likely not stick with that feeling that they will go back. But I, I tell you what—I understand that feeling. I've been feeling very disillusioned the last day or two, just at the whole the whole thing. Um, and I do remember back in about 2007, and this wasn't to do with Scottish football as a whole. This was to do with Hearts. <clears throat> I really lost love with Hearts when the whole Romanov issues got to the point where I think there was the game against Dundee United at home and it was when Barry Robson maybe scored a hat-trick and it was at the height of there being nonsense, I can't remember, I think it was, um, it wouldn't have been Malafi who would have been in it would have been Korobočka and do you, do you remember the time when it was just like everyone had felt completely disconnected from it? You knew, you didn't know who was making decisions and I have to say, after that game, I remember saying, "I really don't feel it. I'm not getting a season ticket next season." And for a good year, I just picked and cho- I was just picking and choosing games, and it didn't even bother me that much. And I kind of feel like that now differently because it's not specifically at Hearts. So I'm feeling a bit disillusioned about, but I can see some people just just drifting away a little bit because of this whole this whole debacle. And I understand, and I'm not going to claim that I'm. I'm going to, most I would, even at that point, I still went to games, just didn't go every week. I didn't renew my season ticket and I went to games here and there. But it's just left, like you say, it's left a bad taste. And I think it will affect some fans, especially ones who maybe, not the happy camper said they've been a season ticket holder for 30 years, but some who were maybe, you know, not fair weather's making it sound negative, but ones who could only make the odd game and it was maybe a bit more effort to do so. Think, well, why am I going to make that effort? You know, I've got family yep. to, to deal with. I've got I work at the weekends or whatever. Why am I going to bother with this corrupt bullshit? I, I can get that.
1: I totally understand that message about disillusionment because I've mentioned before the WhatsApp group that um, I'm part of with three or four pals. The two Rangers fans are just like, and the dis- the disillusionment is coming from fans of teams that that voted no. I know you mentioned you've had a couple of Celtic fans that you're friends with and said they would have like to have or preferred to have won the title on the pitch. This is something that you are never going to get uniformity of agreement with everyone saying, yeah, that, that's that's the right decision. And I get the disillusionment. As far as the boycott is is, is concerned, it's with everyone's entitled to do what you want. It's your money. You can spend it the way that, that you want. I'm not going to sit on a pedestal, say so you must attend the football or whatever. I'm old enough to remember, and I'm not going back to the 70s because I was born in the 70s, but I'm old enough to remember... The crowds of eight, 9,000 at Tynecastle, uh, and that was low. Though Sometimes they were even lower than that. They got down to six or 7,000. Then they perked up a bit, and then they got good. And then we had 2005, 2006, and people were more interested in that. And then recently, whether it's been, a, well, if we have got that number of season tickets, we've got to have more, that kind of X against Y and playing one off against the other to try and have more. What, whatever it was, we're in a good place right now as far as, as sales of, of season tickets are, are concerned. And I really hope, regardless of what division that we're in next season, that we get a good uptake because that season ticket money, and it's hard for a club to say, buy a season ticket, and then the fans are like, well, what league are you going to be in? And they're like, well, we don't know. Then the fans are like, well, I'm not buying a season ticket until I know. I totally get that from a fan because the other thing is as well, if you're playing in the championship, I wouldn't expect to be paying a season ticket that's priced for a Premier League or a Premiership team when I'm not going to be watching Rangers, Celtic, Hibs, Dundee United, Aberdeen, and all them next season. So we we don't know. So there's there's so many ifs and buts about this right now, um, and it, it's it's difficult. I really hope we don't fall into the the 15 years ago where the the crowds dwindled. But n- no one knows. We're, we're assuming that everything gets back to normal, which we know it won't. We don't know what's going to happen. Um, and what happens if Hearts sell? X number of season tickets and then they're told well that's too many you can't have that many people inside a new look stadium when the rules are slightly relaxed as to how many people can get in so everything's up in the air right now and if i could i would renew my season ticket if i had one i would buy a season ticket if i didn't but i totally get people that have questions what league are we going to be in um who's going to be in charge is Levine still going to be there? What about the football? I'm no happy with that. I totally get that. It's a totally independent decision that you personally have to make. Some will sign up. Some will wait. That's fine. No problem whatsoever. But again, we need some semblance of what happens next sooner rather than later.
0: And hopefully we will get it soon. We'll have to wrap it up soon, Mark. But I'm thinking... Are likely to be a legal challenge before the 10 a.m. Friday, which probably will pass by the time people listen to this. But at Thursday evening, recording it, Park Thistle aren't going to challenge it. I know Rangers have, I think, have said they're not going to challenge it.
1: You can't just put something together and fire off an no. email saying, We're going to take you to court. You've got to say why, what you're doing. You've got to provide evidence, documentary evidence as to what. There will be no, I'll be amazed if, no. if there's something um, that comes before that. So that would then mean. That 10 a.m. Friday morning would be the, OK, right, we can call Dundee United champions, Raith Rovers champions and Cove Rangers champions. The UEFA decision on the 23rd will determine whether we can call Celtic champions and hearts go down or will they? There's still a lot more to be decided, but I don't think there'll be a legal challenge.
0: No, I agree. Um it, it's hard to, it, we can't really draw a line under anything at the moment. So uh, it's been useful, I think, to discuss it. And it's been cathartic in some ways as well to to get some things off my chest. Um, interestingly, this time next week is the 23rd. Are we going to try and record after UEFA have come out with anything? Will they have something public on the 23rd? Right. These these days, it usually happens pretty quick.
1: Yeah, the benefit of us, well, me being over here, being five hours behind, you don't normally record until the night time. So, I'd like to think that we would have, and it's been handy doing this the last couple of Thursdays because we have had information that we wouldn't have had if we'd recorded earlier in yeah. the week. So, yeah, we 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 might have. What's going to change between now and then? I don't think very much. And um, as you say, before we started recording, you're you're talking about well, nothing much is really going to happen now over the next four to six weeks while they put in place some sort of plan that they can present with regards to to, to reconstruction. So I'm sure there'll, there'll always be plenty to talk about. We can look back at Maroon um, Memories and various other things, but uh, I'm not sure. I, I think we've had all the drama we're gonna get from this for now. And I think you're not gonna hear too much more about this mainstream news until we get a proposal Uh, About reconstruction, which can can then be voted on, and I don't think we'll get that any time soon. It probably won't be until uh, the end of May, start of June, before that happens.
0: Okay. So in the meantime, do do we have any homework for for listeners?
1: You want to set it this week?
0: Oh Christ! You're going to set it. I mean, we've still got best academy players, which we'll go through next week if if we have time. Um, uh, I I don't know. Okay, okay. Your favourite non Hearts football day out in Scotland? If you've been, if you went to see another team,
1: why don't why don't you make it your favourite non Hearts day out and take away the Scotland? Because there'll be people that have. I'd love to hear from people if you've been to like a River Plate Boca game. if you've been to games in Africa or Australia or, or elsewhere in in Europe, why don't you make it your favourite non Hearts day out?
0: To football do day football. out, yeah. Mm-hmm. Football day out. Okay, yeah. that's good. Now i was just thinking with all this talk of clubs not being there for one another and siding with this club and not with that club, you know. Um, yeah, that's a good one. Um, I quite like. It.
1: Would yours be Totti's farewell? Because that'll take some um some beating it
0: probably would but i also do like obscurity um ah. <laughs> such as um bk avarta in the third tier of danish football travelling to some outskirts of uh, copenhagen um to 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 watch a game with a couple of hundred people there um they had a a a bar a like it was basically a shed serving pints on draft and a barbecue on the go as well, and and then we randomly went into the clubhouse afterwards, and I had a heart stop on, and this was just pretty. It was i say it was outside of Copenhagen. It was in the outskirts, and there was maybe seven or eight locals, and they had teletext on with the scores coming up from the other. And this is only four years ago or so. And they had two bottles of Tuborg and a little Tupperware box with change that you could buy so you could buy the Tuborg and no one batted an eyelid. And me and my mate just sat there, had a few beers and left. Just two randoms from Scotland. One wearing a hard shirt, went to see the game and uh, yeah. So I like obscurity as well. But yeah, okay, give us your favourite football days days out, non hearts related. So it could be Scotland, it could be Denmark, it could be South America, like you said, or Italy. Um, So, tweet at Around the Funnel or email podcast at scarvesaroundthefunnel.co.uk. So, lots of questions, lots of outrage, lots of discussion, Mark, but no resolution. That's Scottish football for you, isn't it?
1: It is. And I think you should play out with the song that contains the lyrics. There are more questions than answers.
0: (laughs) Yes. More ellipses than an Anne Budge statement. Um, dot 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 there's still there's still life in this story yet until next time
1: there are more